the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee you that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Our Response to the Word. In the book of Isaiah, God says concerning his word, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Although most saints love that promise, many of us don't understand that it's not an automatic promise, but it's a conditional promise. It's conditional on our response to God's word. Although it could have accomplished everything that God sent it to do, if we don't respond properly to God's word, it won't accomplish what it is that it sent to do for me and you. That's why we ought to learn both the importance of and how to respond properly to God's word so we can accomplish all that it has the power to do in the lives of me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. God loves us and he wants to save us from ourselves and pull us out of the perdition. Let me show you what he does to do that. John chapter three. John chapter three, verse 16. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. Look at him. God so loved the world. I mean, God has more than just a love for you. He so loves you. I mean, it sees love you so much, it make you move when you think about it. It just move, just make your body move when you talk about it. God just like so loves you. Ah, you got to understand. When you hear me say that sometimes, when I be like, ah, it's like God so loves you. I mean, he so wants you to get this information. He so, I mean, so wants you to do it. It's like, it just, I mean, it just, it's, ah, ah. He just, he just, he just, come on now. Anybody ever love somebody? I mean, they just so love. I mean, he just so love someone. Let me show you how much God so love. He so love the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now we know, because we read the rest of the story, we know what he meant by give. He ain't like give him just to send him. He sent him and let him get killed. Now, now, can I, can I holler? I love y'all. Love the heck out of y'all. Really do. I really do. I love the heck out of you. <laughs> but I don't like so love you like this, though. This, I, ain't, I ain't there yet. Now, see, some of y'all probably there. Y'all all deep and spiritual and been in this thing all these years. I ain't there yet. I got three kids. Three of them. Three. Three. Two girls, then a boy. I got three, three, three children. And I got three children. I ain't giving you one of them. <laughs> not to die? Uh-uh. No, uh-uh. I love you, but not like that. <laughs> I like cheese, but I ain't no rat. <laughs> I love you, but not like that. Are you listening? To me? I don't love you like that. And I got three. I mean, you would think you'd say, "Well, you know, you still got two left." 
Jesus said, this is the only begotten son. That's his only child. He said, I'm going to send him for you so that you might get saved. That means there ain't no guarantees that you was going to get saved. Now, that's, some lo- that's so love like a mug. That's like God so love you that he sent his only begotten son. Watch this now. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Look at it. He sent his son for the purpose of you having everlasting life. And he even told you what you need to do for that to occur. And that's that you need to believe him. That word believe, of course, goes back to that trusting him, having confidence in him. That when I have confidence, uh, then I can follow the leading of the Lord and take me where he wants to take me. And so he's going to take he going to take me over there. He's going to take me over there to go. And so now, OK, I'll go ahead and go. So I'm going to go ahead and go. But you got to understand when I'm going into this life, when I've been used to nothing but perdition, when I'm headed in this life, I'm going someplace. I don't know where I'm going. And in order for you to go someplace where you don't know where you're going, you got to trust somebody. Amen. You got. Pause button, please. Single ladies in the house say, hey, you better make sure you know who this brother is before you start talking about Manny. Because you don't marry a brother based on how he fill out his jeans. You don't marry a brother based on how much money he got in his jeans. And you flat out don't marry him based on what name he got on the butt of his jeans. You're going to marry him because you are confident that he's going in the right direction and you're willing to attach yourself to him and go in the same direction he's going in. That's, right. That's why you better know whether or not he's going to heaven or hell. Because you attach yourself to him, you're going in the direction he's going in. You better know it. You better know it. You better be able to trust that he's going to take you in the right direction because you're about to submit your life to him. That's why you don't care how good he kissed. I'm teaching real good right now. It's irrelevant how good he kissed. In fact, you need to quit all this kissing and you need to start paying attention to the details. We go back to being led because I got to trust him if I'm going in that direction. I don't know where I'm going, but I got to trust him. As long as I trust in him, I can stay calm and I can say, okay, go. I don't know where I'm going. I, don't, I, don't, I ain't never been there. I, I, I ain't never seen none of this before. I'm getting ready to walk in the areas that I ain't never walked in before. And because of that, I need to trust him. Somebody. I can't trust this because I don't know what I'm doing, but I can trust him. So I, if I trust him, then he can lead me to that everlasting life. But look at this. Go ahead, sit down. Thank you. The Bible says in verse 17, which is an awesome verse because we get so excited about 16, but we don't even read and lock in on 17. But 17 is what brings even more clarity to 16. And 17 says he sent not his son into this world that it might be condemned, but through him that it might be saved. So when he sent his son into the world, he didn't send his son to condemn the world. That word condemn means to be declared not fit for use. Or another way of looking at it is that he didn't send his son into the world to be able to cause negative to happen in the midst of your life. Amen. He sent his son in the world to cause positive to happen in your life. Amen. So whenever God's leading you into the direction he's trying to take you, it's so that positive can occur into your life. He's trying to add to your life. He's never trying to take anything away. So if God's trying to say, let this alone, he ain't saying let this alone so that you can be, oh, I got to let this alone. I got, no, you ain't got to, you get to. Stay in perdition if you want to, but God's trying to deliver you and save you and get you this eternal life. And so we ought to be responding in such a way as we glad to hear what God says do. We're excited to go in the direction that God wants us to go in. Not going kicking and scratching and fussing and cussing and, and being drugged into the thing. I got to be blessed. I got to be rich. I got to be healed. I got to have peace in my life. God's trying to make me. No, no, no. He's a gentleman. He's only going to take you where you want to go. And he's only going to tell you what's necessary to get you there. So if God's going to lead you in a particular direction, it's a good thing. It's never a bad thing. It's a good thing. Okay, where God leads you. God takes you, brings you to a city like San Antonio. That's a good thing. Because this is the promised land flat out. 
But you don't go, you know, like trying to pull away and draw back. I don't think I need to be doing this no more. No, 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 no. Sit your little tail down. Little kid. Little head. Who ain't got enough information. And go and eat with all of what God gives you because it's good for you. Is this going over well? It's good for you. Amen. Because see, if you eat all of what God puts on your plate, then it makes sure that you're balanced in life. But if you don't eat what God gives you, you'll come out of balance. And stuff will start happening that you don't want to happen. Like, for instance, like, for instance, many of the people in this room probably did one of the things that they did not like when they was growing up was vegetables. But vegetables are very good for you. They don't just taste good. They're very good for you. And I ain't got about like two, three, half of amens. And stuff. They're very good for you. Keep you regular. Might not mean nothing while you're standing up, but it'll mean something when you get ready to sit down. Keep you regular. I'm teaching real good right now. Another way of, of, of speaking it is that it will cause stuff to not remain in you that ought not be in you that will turn around and taint you and turn around and, 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 and not detoxify, but toxify your system that will cause you to become weak, lose your strength, and eventually potentially lose your life. And isn't that what word, God, God, word of God does? When God comes and gives you a word, it might look like vegetable to you, but go and swallow it. Because it's good for you, because it helps get out of you stuff that ought not have been in you and staying in you. Because there's a lot of stuff that's in us too long. That's why you got 40 year old folk that's stuck in junior high school because they ain't living in out the word of God. They still getting excited over getting some girl's phone number. I'm teaching real good right now because you ain't got out of you the stuff that's supposed to be out of you. It's stuck up in there. You got so many constipated Christians that you can't even that you can't shake a stick at. But God's trying to get them a word that's on that plate that tells them eat this so it can get this stuff up out of you so you can go and think right. So that you can be strong and do what I got in store for you to do. That's what he's trying to do, because some of us need to pass some stuff that's on the inside of us. Amen. Some of us need to get some stuff up out of us. Some of us got some of that old attitude on the inside of look, that's just the way I was raised. That's just the that's just the neighborhood I'm from. That's just the way we do our come on now. Excuse me, I'm Latin. We fiery. Don't get mad at me while I'm teaching real good. Everybody got this saying, I'm this, I'm that. You know, I, and because I'm this, I'm Irish. I'll get drunk and kill you. you know, everybody got their little sayings and stuff. Come on now. Don't get mad at me. Now, some of this stuff just need to get up out of us. Because some of us got flesh all up in us. And because we keep eating flesh, watching program after program, listening to, to watching movie after movie, we're doing everything, all this flesh. We're just consuming nothing but flesh. And we eat up all this flesh, and then it gets stuck up in us. You know how long it takes to pass beef from your system? You know how long it takes to pass pork from your system? Do you know how long... You, well, if you lose them, if you're, getting, you're losing my thinking. Do you know how long it takes to get flesh up out of a Christian? You know how many carnal Christians there are walking around that are insensitive to what God is doing, don't have no clue what he's doing because they're so full of it, full of flesh. Eat some vegetables. That'll help get that stuff up out of you. And a lot of God's words is pure vegetables, baby. God's past now salad, broccoli, asparagus, everything else. Hey, come on up in here. Peas. Come on. Carrots, everything else. He'll give you all the colors. Of the word of God, the stuff you like, the stuff you don't like, it's our job to we eat it all because that's what's going to help us get to where God has in stuff for us. But we should not respond as though it's a negative, it's a positive. This is good. 
That when God gives you a word that, that rub you wrong, that's good. Amen. See, a lot of folks, that's it. I'm just, I ain't hearing this no more. I ain't even got, I ain't going to that little church no more. The little round brown preacher going to be telling me how to live my life. Going to tell me this, going to tell me what, you know, what kind of music I'm supposed to be listening to. What kind of stuff I'm supposed to be watching. Now he dealing with me and my vegetables. No, and I don't like vegetables. Never have like vegetables. Amen. Turn over to Second Timothy. Ooh, y'all shouting more than they did at the eight o'clock. Second <laughs> Timothy. You know, all y'all can tell when there's always a good message. Nobody comes down and says nothing. It was one. It was one. It was. It was one, it was one of those. The first message was everybody booked. They just left. You know, just, everybody got somewhere to go. You know. <laughs> Second Timothy chapter three. Everybody said nothing. We ain't passed out cards. We. Ain't, you know, those are cars where you give away tapes. I don't want it. <laughs> Acting like that little kid at the table. I ain't eating it. I don't care what you do. Second Timothy chapter three. Because I don't like it. Second Timothy chapter three. When the, father, when, when, when the father sent his son, he breathed his son into the world. He, the son came into the world. And when the son came into the world, he came to do you know, these things right here. Remember, he is the word of God. In case you think I'm missing it, John chapter 1, verse 1, look at it later. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word of God is God. And then he took upon flesh and dwelt amongst us, came down into this world. But he came down in this world to be able to do a particular thing. Verse 16 says, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. You say, well, Pastor, that says Scripture. They don't say the Word of God, per se. Well, that's what the Scripture is, is the Word of God. Book of Hebrews tells you, Jesus said, lo, I come in the volume of a book to do thy will, O Father. Which means that he's in this book. Whenever you take a look, you're reading the word of God who came to this world to be able to help, you, help each and every one of us out. It says in verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. How much scripture? All. That's why pet scriptures aren't good enough. You got to be able to eat everything that God puts on your plate. Not just the scriptures you like, but the ones that you don't like. See, a lot of people, when they listen to the scripture, they listen to the scripture that tells everybody else they're wrong. You know, I know, I know, I need to buy five of these when I leave because I know five people that need to hear this. You missed the sixth one. It's you. Are you listening to me? Amen. Because folk always want to talk about everybody else and stuff. No, no, no. The words come into each and every one of us. All scripture. Everybody say all scripture. It's given by inspiration of God, which means it's breathed by God. God breathed this out of his own mouth. It came out of his own mouth to be able to come unto each and every one of us. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections, uh, for instruction in righteousness. That, let's do that part first, which means it tells you why he did it. That the man of God may be perfect. Everybody say perfect. Perfect. Oh, see that right there is out cold because God wants you to be perfect. That word perfect means mature. Which means that he's saying it in opposition to immature. So you could either be mature as a Christian or immature as a Christian. The immature, see, mature, see, many of us are mature now. We're not like the little kids that used to sit at the table talking about what I don't like to eat. We've grown up now, and we know that all, everything that's in the food group is important. And because we understand everything that's in the food group is important, then we're willing to eat things even if we know we don't like it. Because we ain't like, well, now I'm grown, now I don't have to eat broccoli. No, you don't have to eat broccoli, but you got to eat something that does what broccoli does. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of good God, drop down verse 17, that the man of God may be perfect, grown up. It's time for us to grow up. I say it's time for us to grow up. Because half of us still baby Christians. I don't care if you've been in this thing 45 years. Half of us still baby Christians. 
Because it's not, your, your maturity in Christ is not based upon how long you've been in Christ. Your maturity in Christ is based upon how well you operate in the things of God. We move on. That we may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. I like that because God wants us to be perfect. That word perfect in the literal Greek is talking about adequate, accomplished, or completed. It means fitted and equipped. It means adequate. Pause button. Isn't it interesting how Satan has perverted the language to the point that the word adequate nowadays means just enough. But when God intended it, it meant that it would be complete and not in need of anything else. Whereas he even tries to reduce the verbiage until it means less than what it is that it meant before. Adequate. So when God meant for you to be adequate, that meant that you straight, you don't need nothing else. That you become accomplished or completed. Accomplished. I like that word accomplished. Like, for instance, there are violinists and then there are accomplished violinists. There are pianists and then there are accomplished pianists. You know, of course, the accomplished means that they got their stuff together. They like on point. They like they just they just got it. You know, them the ones that we pay money for to be able to go to the concerts and just watch them, you know, throw their, you know, stuff up in the air and sit down at the thing and just, you know, and then we'd be like, bravo. Like, That's what I'm talking about because they accomplished at it. Not the one that would like be missing notes every other note and stuff like that and, you know, you know, messing up chopsticks and everything else. They become accomplished, completed. Y'all ain't working with that one. How about this one? Fitted. I like this one. Fitted. You know, because I'm a man that likes tailored clothing personally and stuff like that. I mean, I'll go buy stuff off the rack. Praise God. But at the same time, you better believe the moment I get it off the rack, I'm looking for the dude that knows how to fit this stuff because I want this stuff to fit perfectly to us. To me, I wanted to fit. I want my pants to lay just right. Are you listening to when I, you know, when I get ple- I love pleats. And when I get pleated pants, I usually go up a size or two and then have them cut it back down, the waist back down, so that the pleats lay perfectly. They just pop. They just like it is. They just lay there. They just like yeah. Not be all strained and stuff like that. You know, come on up here. You want stuff just right. You know, yeah, you for real. Come on, you just want stuff for us right. Because if you don't get it fitted, it's gonna be one or two things. It's either gonna be too big or too small. And you don't walk around with your pants all and your, and your clothes all too big. Amen. You, don't want, you don't want your clothes all too big. Because you all, you, all, you all be like you got your parents' clothes on and stuff. You all big, you know, little up inside of these big old clothes. Come on, no. No. That's folk that can't afford to have their stuff fitted. Is anybody out there? <laughs> you ever have your stuff all huge? Let's bring it to life. A lot of folk, life way too big for them. They walk around trying to be grown. They ain't ready for that yet. Come on up in here. Little kids, married. You know God never designed little kids to be married. One in the room, another one in the room. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you. Why? Because you didn't do this. Well, what about you? Well, you didn't do that. And you, no, you. It's you. (laughs) I'm telling mama. Little kids. Kids ain't never supposed to be married. Folks supposed to be grown to be married. Are you listening to me? Because life too big for some folks. Some folks driving cars way too big for them. I ain't talking about size. I'm talking about bucks. Because they're trying to live a life that is too big for them yet. Come on up in here. 
walking to McDonald's looking and going into McDonald's, I mean, going into Mercedes place looking at cars. What you doing up in there? Come on now. Folk trying to buy Volvos off of Volkswagen money and stuff like that. Life too big for them. It's got to become tailor-made just for you so that it can be able to fit you perfectly. And it can't be too small either. Because a lot of folks, they stuff way too small. You know, folks be walking around with clothes just like, you know, just like it look crazy to see people with their clothes too big. It's crazy to see people with their clothes too small. You'd be like, was there ever a time that that fit? You know, <laughs> Oh, you know, sometimes folk can have stuff and they like gained a little prosperity, a little size. And now it don't fit. But you be wondering, did it ever fit? Hey, Amen. Stuff too small. Folk wearing midriffs when they ain't supposed to. You know, midriff with their stomach out. You know, when you wear a midriff, it's supposed to show what's not there. Not what is there. Was that nice enough? Was that nice enough? It's supposed to show what's not there. <laughs> not what is there. If it's showing what's there, you ain't supposed to have it on. That's too small for you. Get something that cover the whole thing. If, 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 if material is pulling and you see all the strings and they looking tired like they've been straining every time that the person moved. And you can see where they lost the battle a couple of times. That clothes too small. Because you can see the strain all over the clothes. You, see the, you can tell when it's straining because you can see the strings. I ain't talking about nobody. Don't be get quiet with me. But you can see it in life. You can look on folks' face and see that their life is a strain. You see the lines. You <laughs> see a little string all over their face. Come on now, crow feet all over their mouth. Why? Because it's been squinted up so long. They don't even smile no more. But God said, I'm trying to help you with that. I'm trying to get you out of that so you can smile and enjoy life again. But that's because we got to do what the word says. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the word of God had to say. I hope even more that you're gaining the understanding of the importance of responding properly to God's word. Because it's our proper response to God's word that makes what God promised can happen in our lives to actually happen in our lives. So let's learn to let God fulfill in our lives all the promises he makes in his word by responding properly to the word that we receive and or heard. Let's respond properly to God's word. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be more than glad to come and get you. And remember, 
We also invite all the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our early morning summit meeting of the Anointed to Prosper Christian Business Persons Fellowship tomorrow morning. It's an early morning breakfast fellowship that's held from 7 to 9 in the morning on the first Saturday of every month where many of the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together to fellowship and network together as well as to receive a powerful word from God that'll help them to be the successful business people that God has called them to be. So don't miss this awesome opportunity to fellowship and network at this inspiring and informative meeting of the ministers of the marketplace. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should heartily say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So, if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email, sharing with us, that you've been blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us. I want to say thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say from the bottom of our heart, thank you. Galatians chapter 6 says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he so reap. So since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. He's going to do what he said in his word that he'd do. That is, make sure you reap what you've sown. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being the blessing you've been to all of us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is, be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, Thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 